Hey everyone, welcome to Ecom Life. I'm John. I'm look, Brian. We, we I'm ha- back. You, you're back. <laughs> oh my god, three weeks, dude. dude How it was, was it? Long. It was great. We had a good yeah. time. I got tan. If you can't tell. I got, I did too. I was just noticing that too. Well, not, um, I'm not gonna put myself next to you. <laughs> <laughs> We so, did a lot of beach time. It was a lot fun. of beach time? Yeah, we went to SeaWorld. Your sea kids World. did a lot of singing too, right? Yeah, they did a lot of singing. We went to a cathedral. I don't even know the name of it. It was like a new modern style cathedral. Really? It was interesting. I've never been to a modern cathedral before. Really? Have you yeah. been to an old school one? Yeah. I used to sing oh, in high yeah. school. Yeah, I was in a lot nice. of choir stuff. And so maybe we'll have to have you sing on a podcast <clears throat> one of these times. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I went that's to cool, New York man. and sang in a couple old oh, Catholic nice. cathedrals that are really cool, but... Yeah, so it was a so good time. So it was fun. Three weeks. How did it feel weeks. to be gone three weeks? Amazing. Uh, <laughs> until about a week and a half in. I don't know. I think there's a balance in life, right? Like yeah. you can't just chill your whole life. And yeah. I like, I like, I don't know. Yesterday when I got back, yeah, it was it was a great to be back. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love doing both. I love working and playing. Yeah. So it was, well, we miss you, man. It's Thanks. good to have it. It's hard doing a podcast where I'm like the only one talking. It's hard to do the John and Brian podcast I try to get Lindy. Brian. I try to get Lindy to <laughs> talk, but you know. She's a little shy. <laughs> she likes to stay off camera. How you doing, Lindy? I'm doing well. Yeah, Lindy's producing. So, guys, we're so excited to, to have this episode. Um, you know, we always put a lot of thought into what we're going to talk about, like the yeah. different topics. And we want to keep this podcast, you know, talking more about just print-on-demand or e-commerce, but, you know, business life. That's why it's e-com life, yeah, right? It's all exactly. encompassing. So today's topic, what we thought we would talk about is um, the five things that we wish we would have done differently uh, when we first started our business. Yeah. So I know there's some good stories in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, I would go as far as not just our yeah. starting our business together, but starting our businesses. Yes. You know, right. Because we have we have a history, a kind of a unique history yeah. where. You know, we've been uh-huh. running this business together, but we also have done our own businesses on the side mm-hmm. in the past and, and stuff. And no, there's agree. a lot of mix that comes into that, you know. Well, so, yeah. Well, th- that's a good segue. Do you want to talk about the business, your first business, the one yeah. you started? Yeah. So my my first business was uh, a manufacturing business. I, I went out and I bought a laser engraver and I started it in my dad's garage. Oh, I it's just, a classic story. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of, a, I mean, I could bore you guys forever on it, but I I was supposed to be deployed with the uh-huh. Army, and yeah. so we moved out of our apartment. My wife mm-hmm. was pregnant at the time. We moved in with my parents because I was going to be going mm-hmm. to Iraq, and then that ended up not happening. So mm-hmm. we were at my parents' house, and then we were saving up to buy a house, mm-hmm. and I decided to buy a laser engraver and start a business in my parents' garage while being in the Army. And so what did your wife think about using the money for the house for a laser yeah, engraver? Um, was that hard for her? It was hard, yeah, for sure. We we kind of flipped the script all of a sudden. I mean, we still ended up buying a house. You know, everything worked mm-hmm. out, but it was definitely nerve-wracking for sure because it was like 20 grand, and it's like here we are saving up for a house, and then all of a sudden I have this genius idea that I'm going to make hundreds of millions of dollars with this. You're going to make dozens <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> dozens of dollars with yeah, this exactly. laser engraver. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, um, it was awesome. It had a lot of bumps, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll talk about them hopefully coming up with these five things that we would have done differently because there was definitely some crazy times with that, you know, but it was all, all yeah. good. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. So should I go way back, my first business? Yeah, go way, go way back. <laughs> I was thinking man. about it. I'm like, should I go? No, well, so 
when I was, let's see, when I was 12, we had some, <laughs> see, I told you. You had I'd to walk uphill <laughs> both ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. So we had a, uh, this is more of just a little fun story. And then I'll tell you my actual first business. But I don't think I've ever told you this story. So I grew up uh, in Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the backyard, we had lots of woods. And we um, we could do the RC cars back there. And so we built a little track back there. And we were charging kids to uh, to go uh, run their cars there. We, we were making awesome. money. Yeah. We did a lawn care company. Did you? My, well, my brother started it. We were, like, shoveling sidewalks and stuff. Oh, my mom nice. would make us go to all the widows in our neighborhood, and we had to shovel their sidewalks first. Uh-huh. And then we could go shovel other sidewalks oh, and make cool. money. But then I got the br- bright idea. I looked at it and I said, you know what? I don't like being out in the sun all day long. I'm going to go babysit people's kids. <laughs> that way I can play Nintendo with them all day long. <laughs> Is that why you have six kids now? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, so, no. That's, that's cool. Yeah, so I did that. My 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 uh, my sister always jokes because I I had her um, collect the money, work for me, mm-hmm. you know, to like I think I charged like a quarter or something, but then she wanted her to to do it too, and I charged her. I didn't even let her do it for free, even though she was a paid employee. Uh, that's hilarious. I maybe paid her a quarter or something. No, but I uh, my first business um, was, uh, and I I've talked about this before, but I got laid off my job mm-hmm. back in two thousand nine, right during the the recession, and I did. Um, online marketing for home builders and so doing SEO websites that kind of thing so that was my first business and then yeah and then later on that didn't really work out and then later on I started a t-shirt business print on demand which we are going to talk about today so that'll be cool so having said that we're going to talk about those five things that we wish we had done differently and if you're just starting your business I I really hope that you'll listen because you know, one of the keys to, I think, growing and being successful is to learn from other people's mistakes, right? There's no yeah. sense in you repeating someone's mistakes if you can learn from them, right? Yeah. And so, Brian, do you want to take it away with yeah. the first one? Actually, before we go to the first one, okay. something just hit me, you know? And I think, like, before we get into these these five things, mm-hmm. think about, like, because these are things that we made as mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Or that we would have changed. Yeah. But I'm still here. I'm still running a business, right? I'm yeah. still growing it. And I think it it all boils down to the fact that mm-hmm. I had a really strong why for yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. And it made these five things not as crucial. Yeah, right? no, like, that's true. Like I could get through them. Right. And I could, I could go through those growing pains. And if you don't have that mindset as you mm-hmm. do something, you're, you're not going to be able to get through those growing pains. That's- Good point. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, I, yeah, but everyone has their own journey too. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, but but I would suggest finding your your deep your deep why of of your whole purpose, right? For why you're doing a business, mm-hmm. why you're trying to do these late nights, this crazy idea that everybody looks at mm-hmm. you and says, "Why are you doing that? Just mm-hmm. go get a job," right? Yeah. You know. Um, but so on this list, number one for me. Right was manufacturing and what I would have done differently. So, um, when I back to my story, when I started my laser engraving company, I was like, you know what, I've got this great idea. Laser engravers—they're just, you know, they they've been around for 15 years uh-huh. now or so as like an industry like that people are using. They're starting to get more popular. Uh-huh. Um, Has it only been around that long? Uh, like, like as like ones? as like real like 
like something that you could the, the average consumer could buy at say about 15 years wow but it was still like you're still up at like twenty thousand yeah. dollars right i'd say the chinese stuff more like mm-hmm. 10 11 years mm-hmm. i don't know um but so i i got this ingenious idea you know and i started researching all these different companies that were out there doing laser engraving and cutting mm-hmm. boards and signs and all this stuff and i'm like oh my gosh i'm totally gonna do this and Mm -hmm. so i jumped into it i found a company called uh full spectrum laser fs laser they're in nevada las vegas and uh i bought their highest end model that they had at the time wow look at you well because you know me i go big or go home (laughs) i don't do something just half like that's awesome i looked at it and i said you know what i want something that's industrial that's big enough that i can do big items or small items and i can do mass production and so I didn't want to buy a small laser that I knew I'd have to upgrade eventually, so, mm-hmm. which I ended up upgrading anyways. And, uh, but for me it was, I wish on manufacturing that I would, have, I would have done a little bit more research with e-commerce and online business because I love making stuff and mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't change that, mm-hmm. um, but I really wish that I would have known more about t-shirts. I wish I would have known more about um, print on demand. Print on demand in general. Mm-hmm. I, I, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have changed me buying a machine, mm-hmm. um, because my experiences with production and stuff like that mm-hmm. is just what I love, right? But it definitely would have given me some more tools to be able to expand my business faster, mm-hmm. and and it would have really helped me um, in a lot of different aspects, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to have unique products and use mm-hmm. those products and even think more outside of the box and using other people's infrastructure and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's the, my first big takeaway is that I just jumped, like, I, this is how dumb I was. I went and bought my laser and I set it up in my garage, in my dad's garage. Uh-huh. And I went to Home Depot and bought a bunch of like granite tiles uh-huh. and stuff. And I was like, dude, this is going to be so easy. <laughs> and I got on word. <laughs> that's yeah. how dumb I am. Like, I got on Word and, and took like a picture of like an LDS temple uh-huh. and I, I threw that on there. And uh, so like an LDS temple is kind of like a cathedral for the Catholic uh-huh. Church, you know, um, but for the, the Latter-day Saints. And uh, so I threw that onto a, a Word document uh-huh. and then I threw that onto the laser and it just came out just like white, like it's just <laughs> like the way the laser engraves. And so like I was just like, oh my gosh, uh-huh. this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. And I... Because of that learning curve, I wasted a lot of money. I wasted mm-hmm. a lot of wood. I mean, I went out um, because I started doing that, and I finally got the tiles to work, right? I figured out how the design side worked. Then I was like, okay, so now, I, now I've got an actual feasible product. And then I was like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. How do I get this in front of somebody's face? Mm-hmm. So I had to go buy a camera. I had you know, all this equipment that I bought, lights and mm-hmm. all that stuff to learn how to do photography so I could take pictures and and uh um it was just insane right like yeah. just all this stuff and then once See, i'm I got too lazy the, to do all that stuff once i got the photography done i realized i threw it on facebook and i got yeah. like 30 cells off of this one tile Whoa, design. Really? yeah 30 cells in like an hour like on your personal facebook it or? was a it was a facebook group in tooila because i was oh. living in tooila at the time which uh-huh. is right across from salt lake right right across the mountains uh-huh. And uh, they had a Facebook group that's like mom Facebook group for like moms what making were you products. Doing in there? I know, right? <laughs> and it was like moms. It was like it was like this mom group where like all these moms would make like they, like who's a shady guy? They had crickets and here. stuff, you know. And oh, so, crickets! Oh, yeah, oh, the, like the cr- 
quick so cuts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so they were cutting like vinyl and stuff and putting it on wood and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I can throw my product in there. And so I threw it in there and I sold yeah. 30 of this design like immediately. Wow. And I was like, how oh did, my gosh. Feel, man? It was awesome. Did it, it give really you like cool. a little confidence boost? Yeah, it was cool. And then right after that, it died, right? And so I was like, oh my gosh. Then I started, and I don't recommend anyone doing this. Uh oh. Um, joined another bomb group? No, I was, I was working at a company. <laughs> I was working at a company in Salt Lake, and... Uh, we should have an advisory on this, Lindy. Like, don't try this at home <laughs> underneath th the video. This is actually what got no, me I'm into woodworking. So I uh, I launched that product. I sold 30 uh -huh. of them, and then it died off, and I couldn't sell any more. I was just like, what the heck, you know? And so I was like... Where's the millions uh, I was going to make? Yeah, where's the billions of dollars? <laughs> I'm still in right? my garage. Um, but then it never, it never really took off, and so uh -huh. um, I ended up... Uh, learning how to do woodworking because I was like, well, I can't just do these square 12 inch by 12 inch tiles. I've got to figure out other things, you know. And I actually, I did find the the wood tiles. Uh -huh. that they like the, they look like wood, and I was engraving uh -huh. on those for uh -huh. a while. But then I was like, I should probably just learn how to make signs. So yeah. I, I went out and learned how to make make signs. And then I started selling NFL signs uh -oh. at my job. <laughs> well, it was like, so hey, I... Hey, NFL, if you're listening yeah. to this, do not sue us. Yeah. He, well, does, he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> no, and I didn't make that much. But, like, like the guy in the warehouse was like, wait, you got a laser engraver? I want such and such sign. And so uh -huh. I just... Was, so I just was like, it was just word of mouth. It wasn't yeah. like I was out there like making NFL signs to yeah. sell them. And it was just, he was like, this is my team. I want you to do this team. And so I did it. And then I brought it in and gave it to him. And then he showed it to all the other guys in the warehouse. And they're like, I want one for my mother-in-law. I want one for this. And then I started selling them and it did, it did really well. And then I kind of opened up an Etsy store, but I look back on it and how much time it consumed. Like, don't get me wrong now. Like, I feel like I have such such a talent with understanding that and understanding the whole production side of things that it, it feels like it's something that I can always do right it's yeah like, it's a skill yeah it's a skill yeah. that I've learned that I've got in my in my bag that I can yeah. always use you know and and I, I really enjoyed it I really loved it I was very much you know and when we get into the POD side of things we'll talk a little bit about the differences you know like I liked the control that I had of mm -hmm. making sure that like when I did a product Mm -hmm. And I gave that to a person. I was there from the beginning of the product to the end of the product. Mm -hmm. I was. I literally went and picked out that piece of wood for that person. I went to mm -hmm. our lumber yard, picked out the mahogany or the walnut mm -hmm. or whatever type of wood that I was buying. I hand cut it. I milled it. You know, I ran it on my jointer, my planer, mm -hmm. all these woodworking tools. Ran it through the table saw to cut it down to size. The miter saw mm -hmm. made it perfect. Routed mm -hmm. the edges. Wow. Sanded it by hand. But I was up doing that till like three in the morning every night, you know. <laughs> I was just gonna say but that it sounds exhausting. So, but it it is. But it felt so good. Yeah. To it was like therapeutic, right? It was uh -huh. like remember when we painted those little minifigures? Yeah, yeah. It's like therapeutic. It's uh -huh. like doing something that's kind of, you know, that you can just throw headphones in and you just go to town yeah. at it, and then you create something, and then you take it to that person. You see their eyes light up when it's mm -hmm. exactly what they were thinking it was going to be. No, know? that's that is cool. So, but it was hard. Like, yeah, and I know we're on the things that I would no, have no, done no. differently, you, you, right? There's things that I really enjoyed. But you about enjoyed it. the process. I enjoyed of it. the process, but what I didn't enjoy is uh, the loss of time that I had. So maybe doing more research into the business, ecom. Yeah, you know. I, I think I think there's a lot of things I was learning at the time because it was my first business. Right? Yeah. 
Well, like, yeah, my first real yeah. legit business. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that I was learning at that time, right, mm-hmm. of how to run a business, how to create a product and manage mm-hmm. that product and manage manage orders and things like mm-hmm. that, you know. But it was a lot for my wife and it was a lot for my children. And it, was, mm-hmm. it was just a lot on everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I remember mm-hmm. me and my wife had this huge discussion because I hadn't, even though I was making sales, I was still trying to, you know, and I wasn't having to pay it off because I paid cash for my machine mm-hmm. and all the equipment that I bought. But it was like it was always sucking away from our mm-hmm. financials. It was never bringing into our financials. It was more of a hobby then. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say it was a hobby. It was just a because like a hobby is where you can at least somewhat afford yeah. it, right? It was like yeah. like I want to do this because of what it, it was uh-huh. an investment, right? Yeah. It was what I could do for the future mm-hmm. and what I thought it could do. But it didn't mean that that's what it was actually doing. And it was really st- hard on my wife. We had a conversation once where she was like, I think you should just sell it. Sell mm-hmm. the laser, sell mm-hmm. everything. You know, like I couldn't sell the company. It wasn't making money, right? But <laughs> it was like sell all the equipment that uh-huh. are worth money. Yeah. And then we just move on and you just go do a nine to five like everybody yeah. else, you know? Yeah. And I was doing that as well. You yeah, know? you were doing you're doing both. Yeah, right? I was I was working, you know, sometimes I'd work the night shift or the morning shift, mm-hmm. depending on you know, um, the day or the week or what we needed to do at my job. I was in production there as yeah. a quality auditor. And uh, I'd get home, and the first thing I do when I, when I get home is either mow the lawn and then go to work or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I never really got time with my family. We didn't get vacations. I wasn't going on three-week vacations. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to do those types of things. And it was really hard on our on mm-hmm. mine and my wife's relationship at first. Oh, I bet. You know, and, I, and yeah. we kind of had a talk, and it was like, I remember it's somebody It's near said, the laser. <laughs> no, 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 no. But somebody somebody said it this way. It was like, when you marry an entrepreneur, uh-huh. you don't just marry them. You marry them and their business. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, true, it's part man. of the relationship. And and uh, I think that's kind of what what came down on our on our conversation was like, even if I quit this business on uh-huh. laser engraving, I just, I have this entrepreneur mindset. Uh-huh. I would just find something yeah. else, you know? And, and, but it was hard. It was really hard doing it that way. And, but I did like it, right? Mm-hmm. I do. I do like it producing. It was fun for so you, yeah. It was fun, but it was very time-consuming. So that's what I would change: is trying to streamline my manufacturing to mm-hmm. to have that balance. And I would, I would, I would very much have loved to understand POD because mm-hmm. I think it would have created a better balance for me, to where I would yeah. have felt so tied down to the machinery that I had, uh-huh. to where I could have done it more on a fun level rather than yeah. a drastic. I've mm-hmm. got to get through this level, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Those are good insights. I think, um, you know, anytime you can start a new business, just understanding the what's going to go into it, the you know, the nuances, it. but also more efficient ways of doing things is always going to help you out. So number two, okay, number two. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Two, this is for you. Two, <laughs> two is um, mentors and systems. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I wish I would have gotten a mentor and had a system earlier. So when I started my online journey, I've always been um, really interested in online marketing. You, you've heard the story. In 2000, I came across an online marketing product from Frank Kern, who's a big-time internet marketer now. But it, I was always fascinated by it, right? But I never, I never made an investment in myself. Um, to actually learn it, to get a mentor to show me a system. And so what ended up happening was like 
I just kind of dabbled all the time. You you're know, a that, dabbler. Yeah, I was a dabbler. You were kind of, well, you were, I don't know if you call yourself a dabbler. Like, from I think your I story? was forced into it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I forced myself into it. Because you bought the laser, of, right? Yeah, so had, you had to I make had, it. I had probably forty thousand dollars of stuff. So I, my I was kind of opposite. I wouldn't commit into into something, so I was just dabbling a lot. So I'd go from like affiliate marketing to, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads. You know, I just I was just interested in the whole marketing stuff as a whole, and I never really um, it never made me any real money. It's just because I was jumping around, and you know, we 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 mentor we now mentor. And we have people in our in our in our uh, mastermind groups, and I I know just from talking and engaging with them that that's one thing that's really um, not helped them in the past is just not being focused on one thing on a, on ha on having a mentor that will teach you, but then also following a system. And so, two two things that I can I can look back at two major milestones when things really took off for me. One was when. Um, in 2014, when the whole Teespring craze was coming, um, instead of just kind of trying to figure it out on my own dabbling, I actually made a commitment and bought a course on how to sell on Teespring. And that absolutely changed my life. Like, I actually started making sales. I still had a full-time job, right? But I was making sales. I was learning the business. I was following a system. Yeah. You know, and also there was a community there where I could talk to people and figure it out. That was huge. Like, if I could give you one thing from this whole podcast would be to find a mentor. You know, honestly, it's like finding a mentor can change, um, not only change your life, but speed up your, your path to success. Why do you think you know? people don't, uh, don't go for mentors? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's a cost thing, right? Because you think, well, I, uh, I, it's cheaper for me to just go on YouTube and listen. And we want you watching our videos, by the way. YouTube's great. But what I'm saying is once you decided in a direction you want to go to it always makes sense to make an investment in that what do you think the, you know? what is the what's the difference between like a, a mentor and and watching a podcast or or doing well videos or whatever well know? i think a mentor is very specific in teaching you a system the right mentor will have a system for yeah. you to follow it's right like and so not only that but the mentor has been where you are and can show you a system to get you the results that you want quicker where I feel like with a lot of the YouTube stuff out there, it's just people giving tips and tricks, which are great. Like, we do that all the time. But if you want to be serious about your business, you, you want to find someone that's been down that road, who's been successful, and that has a system that you can follow. Why is McDonald's su such a great investment business? Because they figure they out a... the history. They have the history. They figure out a system. They have men They're not called mentors, but they have people that... Yeah, you, done that you business. buy a franchise into McDonald's. Yeah, you're, you're franchised into this system that's got data, years. And experience. so, imagine you can do that, or you can try to start your own restaurant with no like footing. That's what a lot of people do online. The thing with print on demand, it's it's easy to get started. We talk about this, but if you want to get serious about it, you need to have a system you follow. And so that was the first investment that I made in myself with a mentor and a system that actually you know, took me to where I was making sales. The next one, the next thing I can think of that really propelled me, that could have saved me. I was thinking about it. I was, that could have, 10 years I was trying to make it work. And, and after getting a mentor, in a year, I was already, you know, making sales, making money. So a mentor can really shortcut that. You think about the, sometimes you think, oh, the money you spend on a mentor is a lot. But then what about all the money you're wasting that you could have made 
had you yeah. made that investment. Does you, that make sense? Yeah, as you were saying this, it, it reminded me of something, too, that mm-hmm. I, I really admire about you as well. Um, it's about networking. Mm-hmm. And, like, because for me, it's so easy to go through life and just uh-huh. stay in your lane, right? Yeah. Like, you're just like, here, I'm at the grocery store, yeah. and I'm buying my groceries, or I'm, uh-huh. I'm doing my own thing, right? Yeah. And just a, a little conversation with someone, right? Yeah. You never know if that person standing next to you uh-huh. could be a multimillionaire that's grown a business of what you're trying yep. to do, right? Mm-hmm. Or if they've been down the same road that you've been down, yeah. right? It's like goes on the road of like, let's say you're going through mm-hmm. divorce or you're going yeah. through whatever. You never know. Like everybody around you mm-hmm. has had experiences as well and mm-hmm. they could be just as much of a mentor. Yeah, that's And because great... you don't open up to that person yeah. or ever even say hello, yeah. You don't. You miss out on this relationship, this mentorship wow. that you could have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really cool. And it's about like being that. open about that. And it's about networking. For me, mm-hmm. I think that's just as crucial as mentorship. Is you mm-hmm. can't find a mentor mm-hmm. without networking. Right? Yeah. No, Cause that's I, true. Because I was thinking as you're talking about this, I'm like, well, how do you find a good mentor? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like there's bad yeah. ones out there too, yep. but it's networking and finding mm-hmm. people and finding. You might mm-hmm. meet somebody today that has nothing to do with your business. But mm-hmm. it creates this relationship, and yeah. then they open up and they go, "Oh, hey, my brother or my sister's been That's doing so that for true, years." Man. And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Boom!" You, you know? meet someone that you're we one person that away. Yeah, we, we met totally that way. did. My mentors, my mentors were in my laser engraving business. Were my old partners from my other laser engraving business. They were amazing mentors to me on on B two B and how to sell uh-huh. how to sell national parks and sell to to different businesses with laser uh-huh. engraving rather than doing it through the, the uh-huh. retail side. And they were great mentors. And I would have never met you uh-huh. if it wasn't for them. Yeah, that's right? very true. That's how we met was mm-hmm. from networking. Yeah, it's you know? so true. It, I, I love that. I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, so that was the first mentor that kind of um, propelled me into making money, gave me confidence. And that's the other thing. You don't just have one mentor and stop. If you, yeah. You can have multiple mentors to take you to the next levels of your business, right? So that's what happened a year, about a year later, I was given another mentor by Teespring who really dialed in and looked at my business and said, you have to get on what we call LPWs, launches per week. You have to have a system in place where you're really disciplined on, on how many uh, products you're launching a week. And we still use that. We I actually teach that because it's been successful for for our business now. And so that mentor, that point in time was what allowed me to go full time. And so mentors at different stages can have different impact on you. And so, um, speed too. And speed. Like I, 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 I I wish I could go back to myself when I was first started. Find someone that's doing what you want to do. Like that's really doing what you want to do. Find that person and let them mentor you. Even if you have to pay them a little money, you're going to get to where you want a lot faster. So that's Open the relationship. Take number them to two, lunch. Number two, number three, number two. Yeah, exactly. You know, give value to them. That, that could be a whole other podcast, but yeah. yeah. All right, so you want to talk about number three now? Um, well, I, for me, I don't think we covered systems as much either. Like, um, For me, systems are super important. I did a mm-hmm. whole training on automation and mm-hmm. systems, you know, like mm-hmm. – once you can create that system, like what you mm-hmm. said, like the mentor will help mm-hmm. you understand what you mm-hmm. need to do and help you with those systems. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the speed is once you can create systems in your business, mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest issues that I had with manufacturing mm-hmm. is I didn't have a real system. I would get mm-hmm. home and be like, okay, I'm going to make yeah, a whole bunch exactly. of these and then I'm going to go to a show and I'm going to mm-hmm. be at this this retail show and hopefully someone will buy a sign when mm-hmm. they come to my booth or whatever, you know, and 
and all this grinding and stuff. And if mm-hmm. I would have just sat down and come up with a system, I, I, I felt like I was spinning my wheels because I, it made me feel like I was busy rather mm-hmm. than actually coming up with automation and systems mm-hmm. that would actually bring results, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that is just as crucial as mm-hmm. figuring out what's actually going to bring results to your business. And that's where the mentors come mm-hmm. in with those systems, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, number three. I'll get it right this time. Three. <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Every time I say three in? and I do that, I think of Shrek where he goes, <laughs> pick number three, my lord. And he has like the <laughs> yeah. two fingers out, you know? Number three. Three. Pick number three, my lord. Oh, okay, okay. Number three. <laughs> you, can, you can start it if you want to. Yeah, yeah so number three um, is setting things up in place from the beginning to scale. Um, so one of the things that we learned in our, in our business together, we, I'll tell you a story about that. Sometimes we think, well, let me back up a second. Sometimes we think like when we first start a business, like the little things don't matter. Like the, these little systems don't matter. Um, because you never think about when you're going to scale. Right. But having the right, um, system, but also people in place, um, automations in place, it kind of goes back to number two a little bit, but setting things up from the beginning is super important, right? Because when things do blow up, when things do get hectic, you have people there, systems in place that can help you scale. So let me give you an example. This happened with our business, uh, well, two years ago with the pandemic, um, we hit a massive home run with two products right, right around the same time. And we went from, and it was a slow time of year too, usually mm-hmm. for us. So we, we didn't have stat, the staffing in place that we needed or anything like that. But we went from zero to what, 35,000 orders in like a month. Not zero, but. Yeah, it was a lot. Not, yeah. I would we, say more than 35,000 Yeah, I can't orders. remember. I have to go look. But the point is, is like. Um, one of the things that we didn't have in place that had we done it correctly, we didn't have like um, a uh, customer service person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I was pro- doing it. You were doing time. it, and it was fine. You, you, no, it, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't. No, no, in the beginning, <laughs> before all this happened, yeah. But that's the point. Like if we had just gotten someone to customer service, even if they worked a couple of hours a month just to have that person there, when the, what you know what hit the fan, it would have been prepared. Not only yeah. the person – but we we were still doing um, we were still doing support via Gmail, yeah. and so it, had we done some research beforehand and gotten so we use Gorgeous. So shout out to you, Gorgeous. You, you, they do a great software for yeah, customer support. If we had just gotten customer support software in place, um, even if it's at a low end where you're not even a free plan or just maybe yeah. a couple bucks a month. As we were growing, we could have scaled and it would have avoided so much headaches. Like then, well, how, well, of course you remember, when that happened, we were scrambling. Well, who, where do we find the, the? Fortunately, we found a great partner with Gorgeous. Not only were we scrambling, we were it was it was stressful. Like it was, it was very stressful. Our emotions were tied uh-huh. into what we were doing. We we felt mm-hmm. like maybe we should shut down production altogether mm-hmm. and stop making money. Like that's the last thing you should be looking at at your businesses. Maybe mm-hmm. we should stop doing business, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, and it was, it was really overwhelming, you know, and if we would have, and honestly, it was like for, I don't know, like a, for the volume that we were doing, we were for 35,000 orders in a month. And I'd say it's even more than that. I yeah. think we spent like 1200 bucks. 
Yeah, you know, exactly. And it was like if we would have just had, uh, and and the funny thing is, is it scales, it scales up and it scales down. It doesn't yeah. cost us that much, exactly. And if we would have just done a little bit of research about it and set up our business the right, the right way, put, the right place, look at our business, say what are the things we need for a business? Well, we probably need a customer support person. Yeah. Which at the time we didn't think so, but you really do this. And we have a video here. Um, in the channel, check it out. The three key hires. Um, I did a podcast while you were gone about yeah. that. Check that out because this is part of it is to set that up right now. Because had like you were saying, had we had that place, had we had gorgeous, even at you know a base plan, and we would have expanded out, we could have we could have had so much less stress. We could have yeah. helped our customers. Have we a probably could have sold more. We probably could have sold more exactly. And I think it goes down to perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, let's just let's just make our own little story here, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Smo starts a business, mm-hmm. right? And he says, "Okay, well, I only have ten dollars in the mm-hmm. bank, and mm-hmm. I'm going to start selling T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this marketing, and now that for every ten dollars I spend, mm-hmm. I'm getting ten dollars back or twenty dollars mm-hmm. back, right? And they go, well, I can't afford mm-hmm. a customer service rep. Mm-hmm. Well, what makes you think you can't afford a customer service rep? Your own mindset. You mm-hmm. just said, I can't afford a customer service rep. Mm-hmm. Have you done the research to make mm-hmm. sure that you can't afford a customer service yeah, rep? Exactly. And so for me, it's perspective. I In know, my that's mind, true. that's what I did. I said, I said, we're not at a place yet where we can really <laughs> afford this, right? Yep. And when I delved into it, the honest truth is, guys, I went out and I found someone that was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the honest truth. I just said, oh, okay, well, let's just go out there and mm-hmm. put out this thing. Stay-at-home mom, contract labor, and it was hourly based off of what the volume was. Mm-hmm. So if there's one email that needed to be answered, they would answer one email. Exactly. If there right? was 10 that needed to be answered, they'd answer 10 emails. Mm-hmm. I think I've had in our business, back when we were just doing that and not doing mm-hmm. doing the Quadra app and all that stuff too, we had some months where it was like, yeah, they might make a $1,200 bill or a $3,000 bill. Mm-hmm. But they're making that money while we're making money because exactly. those tickets come in while we're making money. Uh-huh. And then we had other months where I think I paid them like, ten dollars and i was like i was like why and and Mm -hmm. the ease that it brought into my business i I was like why didn't we just look at it and it goes back to the fact that i stood in the way of our business because of my perspective yeah right and so that's what i would say the biggest thing on this is setting your business up to scale is first opening yourself up Uh to being willing to to research and look for new things and and think outside the box it's not as complicated as you think it it is yeah and so just having those things in place from the beginning yeah your and, and again treat your business like a business like when you're beginning you're like oh, I'm too small I don't need all these systems treat it like a business yeah. okay if you treat it like a business it'll scale quicker you're gonna be more, more successful and you're gonna have less less stress okay for sure Brian you can do number four number four is Dude, probably one of your favorites this right is, uh, this is I don't know this is the journey I've been going on in the last I don't know eight months so number four is that the yeah. right <laughs> Number four, just kidding. <laughs> um, it's enjoy the journey more, be present, uh-huh. you know. And um, I'm actually reading a book right now that you suggested to me. So, yeah. and I'll put a plug in for this book. Okay. It's called The Power of Now. Uh-huh. I can't pronounce his name. He's German. Yeah. <laughs> Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, yeah, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, my last name is German, but I'm not really German. I'm adopted, so yeah. <laughs> I have an excuse, right? <laughs> no. Um, it's called The Power of Now. Um, I've been listening a lot to Tony Robbins for the last uh-huh. year now, almost. Uh-huh. I can't believe it's almost been a year, but yeah. um, every morning I, I listen to um, "Unleash the Power Within," uh-huh. and uh, 
it's a lot about being focused on the present and choosing to feel the way you want to feel. Uh-huh. And then John pointed me in the direction of this book called The Power of Now, and holy uh-huh. crap, uh-huh. it has it has really changed a lot of my thinking and my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that he talks about in there is is how we put we to make every decision in our life based off of our emotions mm-hmm. on how we think it's going to make us feel. Mm-hmm. So everybody that's listening to this podcast, you started your business because of how you thought it would make you feel or your family, how it would make your family mm-hmm. feel, how it would make your family lifestyle be and how that mm-hmm. would make you feel like it really mm-hmm. goes down to that. And pretty much all that this talk, this book talks about is how you can feel however you want to anytime. It doesn't matter you can feel good about your body and be fat, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to you don't have to accept the state that you're in, mm-hmm. but you can be happy no matter what. You can choose to feel happy, you can choose to feel mm-hmm. successful. You can choose to have those things whether you are or you mm-hmm. aren't. And for me I'm like, man, I wish I would have known this like mm-hmm. 12 years ago <laughs> when I yeah, started right. when I started my business because I feel like I just pushed and I pushed and I pushed, mm-hmm. right? And it was like always the grind and it was like like I don't have to be happy because I'll be happy when I get to this exactly. point. That's that's the you know? that's the, what I was just gonna say, is for you listening too. I'll just reiterate yeah, a little bit ahead. what you said. You probably started this business because you're looking for you're looking for how the business would feel once you're successful. How that, it would make you feel? How it make successful. you feel? How you think it would it's gonna yeah. make you feel? And what I've come to learn is that. That's not. That's not. That's a recipe for disaster. Always. I mean, we've made millions of dollars when you know. Well, we still do. Yeah. But it doesn't make. What, you back feel when you were back when you back. You know, I'm thinking two years ago. I still wasn't happy. I, I, I remember when I start, first started print on demand. I'm like, would well, be so cool if I made a million dollars. Well, I got to a million dollars, and I just felt the same, same way, if not maybe even a little worse. The point of what I'm trying to say is that the joy comes in the journey. The joy comes from the day-to-day being present and enjoying the work you and do. And choosing to be happy. And choosing to be happy. You don't have to like a situation. Yeah. You don't have to like... Mm-hmm. like let, for instance, me and my wife, we're not perfect, believe mm-hmm. it or not. No, right? really? I thought <laughs> yeah. you guys were. And uh, we don't agree on everything, right? Uh-huh. It doesn't mean I have to be... I have to agree with her or be uh-huh. happy with the situation. But I can choose to just be happy because I'm a happy person mm-hmm. and because life is great, mm-hmm. right? It's about, life is right it's now. It's about being present, present, right? And when you're present in the moment, it's really hard to be frustrated about something that's not in the mm-hmm. present, right? Mm-hmm. Like that future goal that you're going to achieve has nothing to do with the present. Mm-hmm. Like you're present as long as you're planning, as long as you're doing mm-hmm. the right tasks as you're present, mm-hmm. will create your future, right? Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah, exactly. That is important. It doesn't mean that you get to just walk through life and be like, I'm happy, and mm-hmm. I have no money, and I have no, no right. job. No. Yeah. You still need to be present and be mm-hmm. like, okay, well, when I'm at work, I'm working. Mm-hmm. When I'm at home, I'm at home. I felt mm-hmm. like for the last 12 years of my life, I would, I would go to work, mm-hmm. And the whole time that I was at work, I knew that I still had tasks to get done with my with my business, right? Mm-hmm. And when I did my business full time, that was my day job. Mm-hmm. But I would work till like 12, 1 o'clock at night, and the work never ended. And I always felt like I had more to do for the business to get it to where I wanted it to be. But the whole time I was there, I felt like I was robbing my family. Mm-hmm. And then when I'd get home, 
the whole time I was at home, I felt like I was robbing my work. <laughs> so I could never be happy in any situation. Yeah. And people always say, well, you got to put on the hat. You got to put on the, you got to put on the dad hat when it's time to be the dad, and you've got to put on the work hat when it's time to, when it's time to be the boss. And the honest truth is, you don't have to put on any hats. Mm -hmm. You just have to be present. Yeah, there is exactly. no hat to put on. It's like when yeah. you're at work, you realize, okay, I've got eight hours today, uh -huh. and these are the eight hours that I'm going to put in here, and I'm going to be present. I'm going to make sure that they're the best eight hours of work I can possibly put in. Yeah. And then when I get home and my son says, Dad, will you show me how to do a backflip on the tramp? I'm not just going, man, I really wish I was at work getting that task or done. Or thinking about it. Or thinking yeah, about yeah. it. It's... it's I can just let it go. It's crazy. I don't know how to explain well, this, but I can just let it go and I can jump on the tramp with my son and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is everything works out. It's You're about probably more present. productive, right? I'm more productive in everything I'm doing in my life right now. It's so cool. It is cool. And it's the biggest lesson that this entrepreneurial journey has taught me is to find fulfillment in what you're doing right now and don't look for your future success to save you from who you are right now. Because you're going to show up there the same person. You're going to show, yeah, you're going to be the, just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process of building your business. Enjoy the present. I never did, man. I was never, because I was building something cool, but I always had my eye on something in the future. And something I was that not cool. enjoying myself. In fact, I was, like you, you know, I was causing some pain in my family because I was stressed. I was nervous. I was always thinking about work. You remember 2020 when we were, mm -hmm. you know, running ads all day long. You know, we had... You're up all night. I was up all night, you know, and the, the thing is, I'm not saying don't work hard. It's, it just goes back to what you're saying. Just enjoy the journey when you're working, work, when yeah. you're with your family, be present, be with your family, be present, work enjoy hard. the journey. When it's time to work, yeah. work hard. Don't mm -hmm. be a lazy worker. When it's time to work, work hard. When it's time mm -hmm. to play, play hard. Don't mm -hmm. think about the work. Think about playing. Think about the yeah. moment that you're in and Honestly, like you, you're gonna find that you're ten times more productive yeah. than you ever could be. Nothing, none of the success we have in, in the future with Quadro, which is gonna be massive, mm -hmm. is gonna be more fulfilling to what's happening right now for me. Yeah. Like, period. That's what's so cool about this is being able to find fulfillment in where I am right yeah. now. Well, er, so I saw a, a video that really stood mm -hmm. out to me, and the guy took an hourglass, just like this. I'm glad I got this, yeah. by the way. So you took this hourglass, okay? And I know for those of you that are just listening, you can't see it, but he pointed to the top of uh, where the sand is stored mm -hmm. and is getting ready to fall through. And he said, this, this up here represents your future. You don't know how much time you have left and you have no control over that. Mm -hmm. You really don't have any control over it, period. Mm -hmm. But down here on the bottom is your past mm -hmm. and you can't control what's already mm -hmm. there. What happened, happened. The only purpose of life is right here in the center where the sand is falling through. Mm -hmm. That's the present. Yeah. And that's all that it's about. Yeah. Is as this sand is falling through is being present. Uh -huh. Is being a part of that and being excited about it. Uh -huh. The most important moment in your life is what you're living. Yeah. Period. I know. It's crazy. It's really crazy. So just to sum up point number four, if you're stressed out, stressed out about your, your entrepreneurial journey, POD, whatever you're doing, the biggest advice I think we both give you is just breathe, relax, be present, enjoy the journey. Exactly. And if you can do that, you're going to be successful. Okay. And you're going to be happy. And you're going to be happy, right? <laughs> What's the point of being yeah. successful if you're not happy? Exactly. You know? That's exactly do right. Do both. Get them both. Exactly. Number five. Okay. So I'll just jump in on this one. 
Number five is huge for me, um, is involving your family in the business. And this mm -hmm. is something we've done recently. Uh, I've had my daughter work here. Um, but beyond just having the day-to-day, -day, you know, work with, with uh, kids or whatever, it's sharing sharing your business with, with, your, with your wife, with your loved ones, what's going on. Like the other day, my daughter, she commented on a YouTube video. Shout out to you, Millie. <laughs> but it's... What I when I was first starting my business, I kept everything to myself. Like here, and I and I still struggle with that. It's like, go it alone. Yeah, go it alone. But you know, I, I would just because part of me was like, well, I just I want to forget about work when I come home or whatever. But the reality reality is 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 you're going to have a richer business if you involve your family. If you're talking to your family about your business, oh, yeah. if you're involving them with ideas, you know. Um, if you, if you, um, yeah, if you, if you can get your kids to work for you, that's a huge thing. Well, it's too. usually what you're doing your business for. Yeah, right? exactly. So to involve your, your, your family in your business, uh, make them part of it. And that's something I'm really still working yeah. towards, but, um, you know, you have younger kids that can't necessarily work in the business. So how, how do you try to involve your family with the business? We talk about it all the time. You know, I try and bring mm -hmm. them into the office every now and then so yeah. they can see what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, understand mm -hmm. what dad does, you know, yeah. me and my wife talk about it all the time. My uh -huh. wife does her own business too. So we're yeah. always trying to communicate. And that's one thing that we've tried to be better at because we always kind of struggled with that. Right. She did mm -hmm. her thing. I did my thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we come together as a family and, do our stuff as a family but it was always kind of like mm -hmm. we just never agreed on certain things you know mm -hmm. and, and the funny thing about it is is it goes back to that being present thing mm -hmm. is that I don't have to agree with all the way that my wife runs her business and she yeah. doesn't have to agree with exactly. how I run my business yeah. but it is great to be able to tell her how I'm running my business and how yeah. I am doing things yeah. and then to have her listen to that and then the vice versa mm -hmm. me too you know and and it really opens it up and it makes you feel like you're not going through that journey just by yourself or with with those that you're working with, you're going through it with the people that you're actually spending the rest of your life with, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it feels like it, it encompasses everything by having your family involved with it. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think um, if you can look for ways to involve your family, I know a lot of our students, they have teenagers and, you know, kids that are older and they get them involved. And Make them the customer service rep. Yeah, there you go, kidding. actually, <laughs> Back in the day, I actually had my mom doing customer service. I talked about it in another podcast, but my mom was yeah. running customer service for me, and you know that I, first Mother's Day that we did, I had my mom come and work for me. That's for a right, week to help yeah, me and my kids did too. Remember, they they worked in the work, shop, yeah. yeah. So just just um, yeah, involve your family. But um, I know this this episode went a little longer, but I think we covered some things that. I hope you've taken to heart because we've been down this road. We're still learning. We're, there's levels that we're going to that we don't know yet. Yeah. But for those of you that are starting out or looking to scale your business, I can tell you these five things can really change your life. Not only change your life, but they make will. your journey. Yeah, make your journey more enjoyable. Yeah. Like again, you got into this business because you wanted freedom. You wanted to live a life that was rewarding. And so don't make the process of getting to that life miserable. Yeah. <laughs> don't make that process something that doesn't fulfill you. Because honestly, it's you think you're sacrificing good feelings for a, a reward in the future, where no, you're, you actually are not. Right now is what matters. So enjoy the journey right now. And when you get to wherever you're going, it'll just be that much more. Yeah. I love that quote by Tony Robbins that says, you know, he was talking about how these guys go to the moon and then they come back and they get depressed because they've already fulfilled their life's mission. Yeah. 
and he said they have it, ba- you know, they have it backwards, backwards, where you know, first find fulfillment in a handshake and a smile, and then also you can go on the moon. Yeah. If you can learn to f- have a fulfilling life um, in the present moment, doing what you're doing now, when you get to wherever you're going, it's just going to be. Um, it, it's not going to. It's not going to be, be better or worse. It's just going to be part of your yeah. life and and, 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 uh, and something that is just the deep part honest, of your present moment. The deep honest truth about it is. Everything in your life is just a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just mm-hmm. it's just a, a concept or a construct, right? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, a business is just mm-hmm. something that you have, mm-hmm. right? Like you can have a business, you can't have a business. Mm-hmm. Like there's tons of different ways to, to live mm-hmm. your life. The problem that we have is we always feel like things are what's going to make us mm-hmm. happy or make mm-hmm. us feel good. And in that same recipe of looking at it like, well, if I have a successful business, it'll make me feel good. Well, the whole time that you're building that business, mm-hmm. you can't enjoy the business. What's mm-hmm. the point of having something if you can't enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Like, why not have something and enjoy it and then grow it to what you want it to be? You know, it's mm-hmm. like buying a new car and never enjoying having a new car, mm-hmm. right? It's just having yeah. that thing, that car to think that it makes you feel good, right? Yeah. When it really doesn't. You know, yeah. it's super important. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, guys, um, thanks again for watching. Um, if, if you enjoyed the episode, um, make sure you check out our other videos. Check out GoQuadra.com. We have a lot of free uh, videos there, uh, content for growing a POD business. Um, But yeah, um, we invite you to continue to watch, follow us, as we're going to give you more content like this that will hopefully help you and enrich your life. So Let's do this together, guys. Okay, have a good one. See ya. Hey, guys, thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, could you do me a huge favor and like this video? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got tons of great content there. And if you want to connect with us on social media, check out the links in the description. And we look forward to seeing you there.